0: Back to another episode of Scoops. I'm your host, Mr. Thomas.
1: I'm co-host,
0: Miss Post. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the great weekend of football that was last weekend. You know, I'm 28 years old. I gotta say, I watch football for I remember about eh, 20, 22 of those years now, and that's got to be the best weekend of football I've seen in terms of playoffs and you know, just straight NFL. It doesn't get better than that. Four games decided by one possession, one overtime game, all decided on the final play. Three game-winning kicks, one game tying kick. And I'm the first to admit I'm not a fan of kickers. Kickers blow. Kickers have blown for four years. NFL kickers, though, could be back. Could be back. They were clutch this weekend. She's kicker, though, missed a field goal and a PAT that made up for it with a long field goal to tie. So kickers could be back. College kickers, no way. They're only going to get worse and worse because they're soft as Charmin. The NFL kickers, Adam, they could be back. I spoke, might have spoken too soon because I said it during the Rams-Bucks game and then the Rams were short on a 47-yard field goal. Short on a 47-yard field goal in the, in the warm weather. I'm Like it was snow, warm weather. But his kicking brother in bailed him out, so we'll see. We'll see. Miss Post, how are you, though? I'm
1: doing well. I'm tired of this winter weather. I think
0: most of us can agree upon. A lot of cats are moving to Florida. Let's go there ourselves. We can get a studio down there.
1: <laughs> Could do it.
0: Uh yes, freshman basketball almost over. Two games to go We're on a couple games losing streak now. COVID kinda hit us. Um, you know. My guys would have been back, but of course the ten day quarantine and they gotta get a cardiac exam coming back. It's just it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Adam, I'm going to try to deviate my topics today, but I do have a few masks for Anthony to talk about, of course. Um, But I'm going to try to mix it up. I really am. I want to mix it up here on Scoops. We want to have a good experience. Uh, But the problem is, look, you know, I just read too many articles. Being educated is a burden. You know, there's a verse that goes like, you know, always have a defense ready of Christ. And that is a great verse. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious here. But, you know, in my mind, I'm also like, I always have a defense ready of coronavirus restrictions in terms of opposition to them. So you know I can't be caught slipping, can't be caught slipping, and it's just a curse because I just see I just see all these doctors every the whole day. You know, first off, the point was hospitalizations were declining, but it wasn't good enough. You know, it's not out of the woods yet. We're never out of the woods. There's always something. It's like when they, when it's a down curve, it's like oh, other places that an up curve, and then when it's on its way up, it's like oh, the peak isn't here yet. It's never it's never enough. Never out of the woods. But anyway, a doctor in there was salty because in Nebraska, they're not the mayor doesn't want a mask mandate, and it's like. It's like doctors like, oh it's just I don't understand that you could not not do things that 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 are proven to work, like put on a mask and limit gatherings. And it's like, okay, limit gatherings, ideally, yes, but again, human behavior at what cost, and we're two years in. You want to be, limit gatherings now? Two years of slowest spread? Two years of slowest spread. And of course the mask thing is just a joke. We talked about that many times on Scoop. The C D C almost said cloth masks weren't effective, and they backtracked and said they were effective, so it, it's just a joke. It's an absolute joke and but see, that's problem, It just fires me up, man. It just fires me up. And Adam, I wanted to point out as well. You know, I'm a big MJ fan. As everybody knows Michael Jordan, best ever, no dispute. That's one thing we all our listeners can agree on. LeBron and eh, MJ, one and only, greatest of all time. But anyway, I watched the Last Dance, great documentary series about the Bulls, and you know, basically it said that MJ didn't want to beat you; he wanted to dominate you, and you know, he wanted to to, to remove all doubt. And that's my thinking when I take on these Corona bros is I don't want to just admit that masks are pointless now in schools or whatever. I want them to say that mask mandates never were that effective and really mm-hmm. had no place. Masks might in certain settings, but masks were never the key in the pandemic. Mandates weren't effective. We shouldn't have put masks on kids ever. Schools never should have been closed. I want them to admit all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it's nice that they're starting to start do it now and it's about damn time, but I want, I want them, I'm going to be relentless saying no. We've been saying this for two years, and we've been writing mm-hmm. for two years. Mm-hmm. Two years! What some regret. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, though, Ms. Post, tell us a good story about, about school. Oh, um, I don't know if I've shared
1: this on the podcast, but I, um, I also get to teach a little bit of science to some of my kindergarten students, and I'm just so excited because I'm getting a little snail and a shrimp for those kids in a little uh, tank of water for them to study for our science days and it's bringing me joy on these wintry, cold indoor recess days
0: so i'm glad miss post i, I love that soon uh yes mr thomas was hoping it'd be something like a cricket and a grasshopper a cricket being eaten by the grasshopper but I, however i was overruled on that circle of life miss post
1: well, they'll die eventually they don't need an enemy
0: right now that's very kumbaya-esque
1: moving
0: on but you know you can't say everybody will die eventually because that means you're like a anti-vaxxer so i not you can say that <sighs> anyway let's let's delve it we're gonna talk about some playoff picks today but let's start in the political sphere you know there's a lot going on we talked last week about democrat hubris and there's a lot to say about that and we wanted to do some clarifications first we had some some fan mail come in and uh, some suggestion mail come in and uh One of our avid listeners clarified that the Supreme Court then in fact ruled that the eviction moratorium and vaccine mandate for private businesses was unconstitutional, but rather Congress didn't delegate the authority to the CDC and OSHA respectively. So we want to clarify that. And it's not too much of a difference because there is a lot of thought that they'd be unconstitutional anyway, even had it been passed. But that was not the rule. And it wasn't that it was unconstitutional. It was just that. Congress didn't delegate those authorities to those organizations. Thanks be to God. Again, Congress has to actually explicitly delegate these powers to these big government programs. Otherwise, there'd be no end inside, as we're trying to see. So thank you for that clarification from the reader, and we try to we try to be accurate here on here on Scoops. Uh Ms. Poe, shout out to you as well. Two things. One, you won the Pick'em, 2021 NFL Pick'em in our group called Corona Bros. So congratulations. First year doing it. Thank you. And also uh, your boys, your your childhood fan of IU, they beat Purdue first time in nine tries. So bravo mm-hmm. to that huge win. Year streaks being busted. You know my high school beat our rival, the one I coach at now. I mean, mm-hmm. Ohio State lost to Michigan again. So I heard allegedly, and mm-hmm. IU beat Purdue. So yeah. year streaks being busted. Uh, NFL playoffs. Like I said, we'll get into that in a bit. But let's go back to politics. We clarified that Supreme Court. So you know, just breaking today, Justice Stephen Breyer announced he will retire. Libs were excited because they wanted him to retire now, so that when Biden was out or lost control of the Senate, he he wouldn't miss on, uh, confirming nominating somebody, and that's fine. But of course, Biden on the campaign trail said he's going to uh, nominate a black woman. So of course, you know identity politics has to be a black woman. And, you know, there's nothing. You know, as as another listener texted us pre-show said, you know, it's not racist to make it only a certain race and only a certain gender. That's not racist at all. You know black men need not apply and, and men need not apply so uh interesting how that is allowed in liberal circles because of i'm not really sure why and again that's people will say oh that's just it's whataboutism first of off whataboutism is a nonsense word if, if someone ever accuses you of whataboutism you laugh them off the stage wherever you are you laugh in their face but besides that it's not whataboutism most people would agree that representation is important and it is important to have diverse views but the fact that you said you're only going to pick a certain of a certain Pick a person of a certain race or gender. Mm-hmm. What does that really do? Is that equitable? Is that equality? Is that any of those things that is that, that, that liberals allege to love? I mean, mm-hmm. what does that mean?
1: It's also offensive to whoever gets that position. Exactly. Because that's discrediting any credibility that they have just for the fact that they're black.
0: Exactly. Most what, importantly I this post. What does
1: that mean? It's like you you are
0: a judge before you are your race. Right? Amen. Shouldn't it be? Exactly, I suppose. And that's the most important. And again, that's what's ironic, is liberals will be moan like people being accused of achieving something because of affirmative action. They say that's wrong. And I agree that it is wrong. You shouldn't assume somebody got it because of affirmative action or whatever. But then they're the same ones that pound the table for those type of programs because they, quote unquote, need them. So of course, liberals went both ways and then accuse you of being racist or sexist either way. Because that's how it works. That's how it works. When you're a savior of the world, you can do no wrong. But you're exactly right, I suppose. They're already setting that, that justice up to be considered inferior because you mm-hmm. already said it has to be of a certain qualification racially and gender-wise. Right. So right. it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to twist it a bit to talk about NFL coaching. And this is totally different. I don't know representation of, of, of black law students or black judges. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about that. But like in coaching circles, they say, oh, you need more black NFL coaches. And okay, that's fine. I agree with that. But the issue is not that they don't get an opportunity. Number one, they just changed the rule. This is important, and my boy Steve can back me up on this. They just changed the rule that if you hire a black coach, or a, a, a black a coordinator from a different mm-hmm. team, that team gets a third-round pick. So, for example, the Chiefs, yeah. who have the best offense in the NFL for four years in a row, basically, four years in a row best offense because they have a generational quarterback, their offense coordinator is black, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady best ever, their offense coordinator black. If a team hires them, the Bucks or Chiefs get a third-round pick? Third round picks are no you, you get good players in the third round. So what's the point of that? Why would you want to give the Bucks or the Chiefs a third round pick? Hello? Our
1: whole reasoning of doing those picks are for the teams that need exactly. those top players.
0: Exactly. So they're basically just they're they're, they're no, no one says that is why there's no black coaches in the last couple of years. Because who again, who wants to give the Chiefs or Bucks a first round pick? No one even says it. No, no one no, and I I love the NFL broadcasting team. But it's never brought up. It's almost like, oh, I just can't believe did get, didn't get a coaching job. Again, who's in the of the Chiefs a third-round pick? They had the best offense in the NFL. I mean, what, what, did you see that game? 13 seconds they scored. Shout out to Steve and Kenna, his, his beautiful daughter. 13 seconds they scored. Third-round pick? Anyway, the, so it's just like college coaches as well. The reason that there's not as many is because many times, the, the great athletes who usually are, are black in the NFL or college, they don't want to climb the coaching ladder. They don't want to be GAs. They don't want to be uh, interns. They don't want to be defensive assistants. So they don't work their way up. And so that's that's, that's one reason why there's less of them at that level. And again, I'm not saying it, it's different than the Supreme Court issue, but the bottom line is you should, in what sense, in what sense is it equitable or just to hire somebody on race, race qualifications alone? And as you said, I suppose you said it better than me. It's only going to make her look less reputable. Mm-hmm. Because Biden said, it has to be this, it mm-hmm. has to be this. hmm
1: hmm
0: So, stay tuned to all that.
1: Yeah. I mean, how would you like to get a job and then everybody look at you like, well, you only got that because you right. look a certain way.
0: Right. And again... That's, that's the classic example liberals point out of as, as being racist. is like assuming that a minority got a job because they're a minority. Mm-hmm. But again, liberals are the ones that make sure that happens, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is fine. But you can't make sure it happens and then bemoan people for thinking that it happened because of that, mm-hmm. which is either they're unqualified and need help or they don't. You can't have both ways. Mm-hmm. Excellent early discussion on this post. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's switch gears a bit. So, you know, we, we enjoyed talking about, you know, liberal failures on this show, and, and I think – you know it this show wasn't around t- before 2021 so it's hard to say but you know it's just it's just comical you know democrat hubris never ceases to amaze us here at scoops i mean you think let's just think back to the obama years okay so obama comes in change candidate wins pretty much in a landslide which democrats could have run run someone a lot worse than him in one because a you don't usually get the same party for more than two terms as president usually uh, they want to change. It was a recession the Iraq War, all that. So it's not like Obama had to be that great to beat McCain. But anyway, Democrats come in. They get, they, they win both houses of Congress, large majorities in the House as well, and in state houses. Okay, Obama wins. Then in 2010, they just see clobber. Okay, 63 seats in 2010, I believe they lost in the House. Adam can confirm. State houses uh, flipped, governorships flipped. Basically, it was, it was a unilateral rejection of Obama's policies. They said, hey, this guy's not who he thought he was. So Obama wins again because the Republicans ran Romney, who was terrible, and they, you know, so Obama is a great campaigner, won twice. Ironic that he won twice in the most racist country on earth, but okay, that's fine. So it's just around that time, you know, I was in college, young lad, you know, trying to find my way in the world, and, you know, he got universities are the worst places outside of big cities, I think, on in the world because of just the, the nonsense you have to deal with, but, you know, it's, liberals kind of made their bed in that era from 20, 2009 to 2016 because that's when their superior superiority complex went to a new level okay they assumed you know again saviors of the world globalist elitist uh no more than you you know they're they live in big cities or that you know if you don't live in a big city you're not as cool as them whatever it may be and it's just this idea of like that everybody should accept their values it's not so much that their policies are what's best or they think it's just that if you don't agree with their values then you're you're, you're not on their level intellectually and it's ironic because they they hate trump so much and they think he's you know, he's, he's the Antichrist. But their hubris is directly what led to Trump in two ways. One, clowning him as a candidate, giving him all that free media coverage. That's why Trump won. If they, if they never would have covered Trump like that, no way he wins. Mm-hmm. But everything he made, everything he said was breaking news. Mm-hmm. So, of course, what candidate doesn't want that free airtime? Mm-hmm. As my boy Dr. Scholl says about me, as my boy Dr. Scholl says about me, I'd rather be loved than hated, but rather be hated than not felt at all. So the same with Trump, same exact thing, and I own that 100%. So I'm not going to delve too much into it, but the point is liberal hubris literally led to the rise of Trump, who allegedly is the Antichrist. And it's just the arrogance of thinking that these blue-collar workers are going to vote for them no matter what, and that you know, completely abandoning 40 of the 50 states in the union is going to be good electorally for you. And so fast forward to today because, again, they haven't learned anything from Trump. They've learned nothing. They've doubled down on their failed policies. Right? They beat Trump in 2020. Let's review what it took to beat Trump, okay? Global pandemic that, you know, early on people thought China might've done on purpose to hurt Trump, because Trump's a lot harder on China than Biden was, okay? Global pandemic, media collusion, you know, suppressing the Hunter Biden story, uh, promoting, you know, promoting Biden, donating to Democrats, censoring misinformation, all that stuff. Uh, big tech is the same thing, big tech, obviously. Um, political class ruling. What do you want to say? So basically, it took all of that a global pandemic, racial justice riots that were deemed protests because a uh, ex ex-co- ex convict was killed. And again, it can be true that he was killed by police, and also was an ex convict and doesn't represent black people. George Floyd. That's just, that's just ridiculous. In what world was it not racist to say that a black man, could, any black man, can be George Floyd? He was a convicted felon. So any black man is a convicted felon. What? Anyway. And then add it all up, Trump lost by 40,000 votes with universal mail-in balloting, basically, emergency pandemic voting measures, things like that. And Trump had the second most votes in history. Second most votes in history. So that's what it took to beat him. You lose seats in the House. You get fifty-fifty 50-50 Senate because Trump was being an idiot and told him not to vote in Georgia. Okay. So you basically have no new ideas. You barely beat the guy who's the Antichrist. who never got above, what, 45% approval, 41% maybe? And then you get in office, and what do you do? You literally, you try to radically transform the American economy, the American culture. they say the pledge at your school, Miss Post?
1: Um, I'm not quite sure, because I'm not in the You don't have a our, class at that time? It's not over our loudspeaker. Do
0: they have announcements each morning? No. Interesting. Okay, maybe that's why. Yeah. But, and, and that's just kind of aside to get Miss Post more involved here. Mr. T likes to dominate the ball. We know that. Um, but anyway, so again, no new ideas. You get you 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 win these you lose seats in the House, okay? You split in the Senate, barely beat Trump, whatever. And then instead of you know, doing incremental tra- incremental change or moderate policies, no, you try to pass a 4.7 trillion dollar spending plan. 4.7 trillion dollars after you already passed a two trillion dollar spending plan in March, another COVID relief bill. 10 months ago, at that time, Build Back Better was like five months ago. Plus, plus, how can you claim the economy is doing so well? All these jobs are created, which is true because all the jobs were lost with COVID. All these jobs are created, people are working against, so why do need the spending plan? What's the point of it? Mm-hmm. If the economy is so great, what do you need more spending for? Mm-hmm. So again, it's just, and of course, what happened? Are they, are they apologizing? Are they showing remorse? No, same thing, blaming white supremacists, blaming Republicans, blaming Trump. You control all three, houses, all three parts of government that makes laws, and you're still blaming the minority party. What sense does that make? And then two Democratic senators say, we're not going to change the filibuster that four years ago Democrats loved, and then they say two senators are blocking legislation. No, that'd be 50 plus two, 52 senators blocking legislation. So again, I think in order to understand a Democrat, you have to just have a completely self-inflated, self-inflated view of yourself. Because again in what world do people disagreeing with you result in a moral failing or white supremacist? It's amazing that whenever Washington can't do what they want, it means, like, the society around them is white supremacist. I mean, mm-hmm. and that, that also proves they have no leg to stand on because it's all they can say. And, of course, it goes that if, if everyone's white supremacist, then no one's a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that, Ms. Post? I
1: don't
0: know. Fire, don't isn't know. it?
1: my mind's trying to keep up with
0: you. Ms. Post, do you think that people look down on you for being from a small town?
1: Um, I mean, definitely.
0: Tell us some stories about your college experience dealing with the ultra-lib, aka Marxist ideology on a college campus.
1: Oh, my. I mean, it's everywhere that you go, especially at a big um, liberal college that uh, we went to.
0: Different colleges, same atmosphere, though.
1: Well, you went to mine for a little bit. For,
0: uh, little key. Didn't China. experience as much liberalism, but yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes, And
1: especially in uh, education courses, it was just saturated with liberal ideologies, <laughs> especially about education. They they always have something to say. Dare I say it was not helpful at all.
0: <laughs> didn't you do a privilege walk one time as post?
1: Oh yes. I don't, that didn't, that didn't help me with my teaching career now. <laughs> Of
0: course, that didn't shock It's amazing
1: privilege does not equal success or abilities at all.
0: It's amazing that teachers are so unprepared for kids to be acting like assholes when they expect that, A, kids are always victims, B, kids have no accountability, and C, that you can just calm them down by uh, being their friend or soothing their arm. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. kids need structure, kids need discipline. Kids come from trauma, which means you need to show them how to overcome that and not let them run roughshod over you. Mm-hmm. And even if they are a quote unquote victim, if you treat them as a victim, you're gonna be done. Mm-hmm. And it's also, someone asked me one time, why, why is teaching too liberal? And I didn't really know what to say, besides the fact that, you know, it's kind of like uh, selection bias, like those that are activists want to be in a role where they can indoctrinate youth. And it's basically the same thing I wanna say now is, you know, again, who has a more self-inflated view of themselves than teachers? And I I Adam's laughing, right? I was gonna start cracking up. And I agree, look, does Mr. T have an ego? absolutely you know i admit it myself that's why i was in clown brett Favre, lebron those cats that that have faux modesty we're all the same we know where the camera is we know it's on us we know that we love we love the airtime whatever be. that's fine but don't at least i can admit it don't act like you don't don't act like you're trying to serve the kids when you just want to spout mm-hmm. off what you believe for 20
1: for 25
0: kids for seven hours a day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean that's a joke so again who has more self-inflated view of themselves than democrats Teachers. That's or, why they seek out teaching.
1: <laughs> or teachers compete with other teachers. Exactly. And it becomes a contest of who can be the best at indoctrinating their class. Exactly.
0: Be an ally. And be be an most, ally. Be the
1: most woke. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whether that's the content you're teaching or um, the way you're interacting with your students in your community. It's all kind of a publicity stunt, in my opinion. As exactly
0: uh so let's switch gears you know we got to get some COVID talking because it's just again I you know it's a high burden to pay to be educated because I can only take so much I mean it's just ridiculous and I got around myself this we're well past the point of even having to engage with Corona Bros because we could have made the same thing a year and a half ago and in fact I did but we're in a vaccine and booster world and kids five and up anybody can get the vaccine so what are we even talking about what are we talking about but I read Great article on ESPN about Aaron Rodgers, you know, again, taking a stand. You know, he basically said how he felt. He clowned Biden, which was awesome. And I thought the article was kind of fair. I mean, they kind of did some nonsense where they they basically accused Rodgers of being a sexist because he picked out a random woman on Twitter and called her out because she quote tweeted that he had COVID toe. And maybe that was wrong of Rodgers. But, you know, again, I don't have sympathy for anybody on Twitter, really. Okay, if you're a blue check. If you're on the in the blue check brigade on Twitter, you know, just like you love the praise you get, you got to deal with the hate mail you get. And I don't think it's right. And women probably do take a lot more. But you know what? You're not. No one's making you pick that job. No one's making you be on Twitter. And if you have a platform, you have to take the criticism. Just like my boy Jason Whitlock says, when you're able to p- post things that you think, especially in athletics, you're going to be called unqualified, period. Anyway. So that was ridiculous that they called Rogers out for that. And, of course, they got this doctor on that said it's selfish for Rogers not get the vaccine. It's not about him. It's about, it's just like not wearing a mask. We need to end this effing pandemic. And I've just, that just, of course, rubbed the wall. Because, first of all, to equate masks and vaccines is just stupid. That's, that's not scientific. That's not, I mean, literally, the whole point of wearing a mask was to to slow the spread, allegedly, and to hold off till the vaccines came. So now vaccines here, we still wear a mask. What sense does that make? number one number two vaccines actually are proven to do something unlike mass vaccines have done something and number three that's just an idiotic take as well because even if the u.s had 100% vaccination rate other parts of the world do not so there's going to be new variants that develop in parts of the world where there's no vaccine and then it's going to spread here anyway so again that's just an idiotic take and i just i have a so much respect for doctors the work doctors do and the education they have but again as my boy Ben Shapiro says, the science trademark is not your local doctor. Okay, that's those seeking airtime. That's those not wanting to get canceled. That's those that want control. Everybody wants control. Apparently, doctors are immune from having an ego mm-hmm. because everybody else in the world has an ego except doctors. They're only benevolent. They only want to help you. Apparently, apparently it's it. Then the power never goes to their head. Never. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I'm going to cite an article. I, I will link this article in the in the in the notes. But it's an opinion in the Washington Post. It says schools can safely make masks often with the CDC's due guidelines. Okay, it comes from Shira, Duran, Weston Branch, Element, and Alyssa Perkins. Okay, Duran is an infectious disease physician at Tusk Medical Center. Uh, Element is a physician at Harvard Medical School. And Alyssa Perkins is a professor of emergency medicine and director of emergency medicine, infectious disease management at Boston Medical Center. Okay, so the doctor's there. Okay, so basically they said that because the CDC finally said that N95s are better than cloth, which we've known the whole time, by the way, not, not breaking news, they basically said that schools can make masks optional because the whole nonsense of you protect me, I protect I protect you is BS because N95 masks actually do protect you from other particles coming in. Now again, as my boy Vinny Prasad says, that doesn't account for human behavior and things like that, but nothing does, so that's fine. But again, Will the CDC change its course? No, of course not. We just got to put on a mask. We're a mask. We're a net gator. Who cares? We're a thong over your mouth. Who cares? Any, anything. Just put on a mask. No. Ventilation, uh, vaccines, uh, boosting your immune system. No, just put on a mask. Anyway, though. So the tides are changing. Basically, they said that negative effects for kids. Kids are wondering why. Kids are tired of it. Kids have, are getting speech issues. Um, and again, kids need to see faces. They need to recognize emotion. It's amazing that when, when parents are like, oh, the kids are doing it so well. They're better than adults at it. It's like, number one, of course, there are mm-hmm. kids whatever you say. There's mm-hmm. kids that are abused
1: mm-hmm.
0: and beaten. Mm-hmm. And their final thing is they think it's what they're supposed to do. So why are we beating our chest? And they
1: chest? still love the person right. that is abusing
0: So why are we beating our chest that kids will just do whatever we say to them to do? Okay, number one. Number two. We
1: know that. They're innocent.
0: Number two. <laughs> how can you allow kids to go through something you never went through yourself? Mm-hmm. You didn't have to wear a mask for two plus years when you were six years old. Mm-hmm. You were just having your kids do it. So another thing the article said, it was that there also doesn't make sense because there's no end in sight. It's just wear a mask indefinitely. And again, on scoops, I wish we were out in spring 2020. I wish I, wish I knew you then, I suppose We could have done this podcast for two years. Mm-hmm. But we've been saying the same thing for a year and a half. Honestly, I was fine wearing masks last school year when we first started because I wanted to be back in school and we needed to be in person. And it, it actually was new then. Mm-hmm. But after a few months and you realize, hey, you know, you know, the masks are really making a difference. Florida really has no issue. You know, school rates are higher in districts with masks than without. So at the very least, it's kind of, you know, unknown, ineffective, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. It was like, eh, okay, it's kind of ridiculous. And of course, vaccines are available and we're still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the, like we said a couple episodes ago, it's not like vaccines just became available. They've been for over a year for those most vulnerable, almost over a year for everybody. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have more tools in 2020, we had, yeah, we had more tools in 2021 than 2020. Yeah. So, and again, yeah, boosters. So, if you're not worried about it, go get a booster. Get one right now. Go right now. Call CVS. Get a booster. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And no, I, people who are okay with it, I, that's fine. I don't understand how you can be. But I just, I, I hate the word mask. I hate hearing Fauci say, like, I just, I really can't even, I just can't even put in words my disdain for masking any part of it. The word, the phrase, seeing one. I mean, it's just, I can't stand it. Yeah. And again, me not standing it doesn't mean it's not working. But look at the data. Look at the data. We'll, we'll put, our pick today is a, is the rates of COVID in the last month in states with mask mandates for states without. Guess which one's higher? States with. States with mask mandates. Yeah. And you can say, oh, it's, 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 okay, but again, that shows it's not making a difference. It's about human behavior. It's about when people decide to go out. It's about they're getting more cases because they're out and about now. That's, that's what it comes down to. Send that way the whole time, the whole time. I just can't. I can't stand it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, ventilation is most important. But you know what? Ventilation doesn't do give you political points. <laughs> That's why.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's make some picks in this post conference championship weekend. Two huge games. Can't wait. Bengals Chiefs. Bengals won week seventeen at home. First AFC title game since nineteen eighty eight. This is their third one ever. They just won their first road playoff game ever, which is amazing. Chiefs, of course, won the AFC, won the, AFC the last two years amazing come from behind win against the bills what do you think miss post uh i got cheese for this one any explanation why mm, not really <laughs> i got cheese at home too gotta go with my boy steve uh Mahomes, you just don't bet against him. miss post boy joe burrow is doing a great job um and he made some headway a couple of months ago when he said the nfl stadiums aren't tough because he's to the sec which is probably true but arrowhead's a different animal so i think uh I think he'll be in for a rude awakening. The Bengals are a great team, but you can't go against the Chiefs at home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, lastly, Niners-Rams. Niners have won sixth straight against them, including both this year, obviously, including Week 18, down 17-0. Rams just slayed the Dragon, winning in Tampa against the best ever. Tom Brady blew a 27-3 lead, but still won. Stafford got that monkey off his back. But they didn't bring him there just to win that game. So, Miss Post, Niners-Rams, who do you like? Triple trip, 56 on the line.
1: I've got the Rams for this one. We'll see if they can
0: pull this off. I'm glad we differ. I got to take San Fran. I think they're a championship team. They're road warriors. Nick Bosa, aka Miss Post, is is rushing the passer, and they get pressure with four. I think they'll beat up the Rams, and I think they're all the pressure on the Rams in this game. They slay the dragon. They think you know they people expect them to win. San Fran has their number. I think we have a rematch. Through a fifty-six of two years ago, Niners Chiefs. Uh, ironically, then COVID was spreading, but no one knew it, and the world didn't end. So, of course, now, two years later, COVID is still spreading because it's all we talk about, but that's just an aside. Um, so you have Rams-Chiefs, which will be a great matchup as well. Mm-hmm. I got Niners-Chiefs. We'll see how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Ironically, if it is Chiefs versus Niners or Rams, they will play either Niners or Rams next year in the season too. Mm-hmm. So we'll get a rematch during the season, which I like that. Yes. You know, I like those nuggets, Miss Post. know you do. All right, one thing I want to – shots. I want to talk about just one of the reasons I love football – is so uh would you say that you see mr thomas more during football season or less
1: less
0: i don't think it's really true (laughs) though i think we watch football together a lot
1: we'll figure this out off um tell
0: the viewers what you do when you go home when you're not with me
1: that's not the point
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway uh one reason i love football is so two years ago when the chiefs first won they last week of the season they were 11 and 4 they were the three seed going into last week the pats were 12 and 3 Tom Brady's last year, it ended up in New England. And New England won. They were going to get a bye, get the two seed. If the Chiefs won, they got the bye because the Chiefs beat the Pats head-to-head. And the Patriots playing the Dolphins at home, at home in Foxborough. And the Dolphins beat them, came from behind to win, knocking the Patriots down to the three seed, moving the Chiefs to the two. And it's just amazing how much things change. If the Patriots win that game, uh, they probably play the Chiefs in the second round because Kansas City probably beats Tennessee in round one and Tennessee doesn't beat New England. And then Baltimore... Plays Houston round two, they probably win. So instead of the Chiefs getting uh, Houston at home and then Tennessee at home, they have to get New England, oh, excuse me, go to New England and then go to Baltimore. So who even knows if the Chiefs had a Super Bowl at that point just by that one game? And so, anyway, that's me nerding out on tiebreakers and things like that, but it's just amazing how one game like that can change the whole perception. Brady goes to Tampa, Chiefs get a bye, Chiefs avoid the Ravens on the road, avoid the Pats on the road. And they're Super Bowl champs, and now we look at them differently. So I know Steve appreciates that reference, and it's just amazing. Um, but, you know, that's why I love football. All right, Miss Post, uh, let's pick Ohio State-Purdue as well Sunday at noon in West Lafayette. Tough game for the Buckeyes. Um, I actually got to pick Purdue. I think at home they're too good. It should be a great game, though.
1: I'm going to pick Purdue, too. I mean, they're a tough team to beat. I think the only reason why you beat them is because we had that home advantage and it does
0: matter for us it does matter all right well miss post uh thank you very much as always love hosting with you mm-hmm. well a special guest next week uh, content creator brian mm-hmm. all right take care goodbye Bye.